but I'm also now picturing like the cameramen. Like mm. it's not like we're it feels like we're watching a couple at home just talking. So it's not crazy that he has like, his phone as mm. she's talking to him. But the thought is is that there was a shoot schedule. People came to this house, set up for a scene, and this nigga was like, I'd rather be on my phone. I'd rather be on my phone. It's so wild. It's it's so wild when you picture it that way. And it's like, yeah, he's so in the wrong. He's so in the wrong. Like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Do we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic five moment of the chaotic five moment. Yeah. And you're watching Black Five Reality. Black Five Baddies. And those who love us. Hello, you're watching and or listening to Black Five Reality, a place for Black Five Baddies and those who love us. We are back to recapping Love Was Blind season six. I'm Nicole Weaver and I'm here with my co-host Quita Tizzi. Hi, Quita. Hey there. Hello. Oh my gosh. This next drop. Juicy. This drop, the next drop, it's all it's also juicy. And luckily it's only three episodes, so we have more time to talk about this. Exactly. Who do we want to start with when it comes to our recap since we're doing it by by couples? Hmm. Like in my notes, I have Ken and Brittany. Like I wrote like that. <laughs> Yo, and we thought Ken and Brittany were easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were gonna marry, you know, N- not too, not too complicated. Principal, teacher, what mm-hmm. could go wrong? It seemed like such the perfect match. Yeah, yeah. This is. This is so interesting. So we pick up, they're in Dominican Republic. Kenneth is talking to Brittany about his conversation with AD on the beach. Yes. About raising black kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Brittany is like, oh, that's cool. As long as she's not doubting my yeah, or she kept being like, as long as she has good intentions. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what would be bad intention? You know, I'm like, what do you? Yeah, I'm a, a black woman expressing concern around. I mean, you know, it's like I think the question of like, are y'all close enough for her to be asking you that? Maybe could be a bit more, you know, because. As far as we know, AD and Kenneth aren't really close, right? Or didn't talk very much in the pods, as far as we know, right? I can see them having some time in the pods, maybe, because I, I, I guess some people wouldn't know AD is black from her voice, but I don't know. In my head, I'm like, he was probably trying to give as many of the black girls a shot as mm. well. Would yeah. and then end up cho- choosing Brittany. Brittany. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe you know, but I think yeah, I'm like it makes sense that AD would be asking these very real questions of like, have you asked Brittany these things about if you're already get married? 
how would it be raising children together? Um, those are very valid questions. But then it's like, bring me kind of let us know this ain't my first time dating Yo, a black man. That, that was wild. And like, I think we pretty much assumed that being the case. But yeah, I, I wrote it down. I was like, Brady makes it clear this isn't her first rodeo. <laughs> right. How dare I be questioned by an expert in this field? So she asked Kenneth what needs to happen for him to tell people that they're good. Because basically he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to see some things before I vouch for you, my girl. Yeah. It's also valid. Like we haven't handled, I haven't seen you handle a tough, tough conversation around race. So like, he also answers he needs to see her in the real world. Exactly. And boy, does he get to see her in the real world? But first, they're on this boat. It's mad quiet. The the title to episode seven was something like "The Silence Speaks Volumes." They, the the way this episode was, or like this particular moment was edited, I'm like, it is so uncomfortably quiet. Yeah. And like, I was like, at first, I'm like, I can't make my own projections around like how quiet it is onto this couple. But then I kept watching and I'm like, mm, Brittany's body language, it seems like she's also feeling how heavy the silence and how awkward it is. And yeah. then you kind of start to see her be like, Okay, are you gonna talk to me at all? Especially when the dolphins moment happens. I forgot those dolphins, yo, Kenneth. Right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Did I ever talk to a dolphin? This man loves him so dolphins. Like complete 180. It's like personality. It's just like maybe he's just really, really quiet all the time. Like them dolphins really came through and saved us all. They did. They did. But then uh, later on, that eating scene between Clay and Adie, I was like, maybe this is the awkward silence. Either way, they were like, every awkward silence we can get, all these couples, we're going to show you. Right. You're going to sit in it with us. (laughs) Yeah. But also it's like, so nothing else happened between these couples. Like, this is the best bit they're putting in there mm. weird yeah right I mean it might it speaks volumes maybe on how they were interacting with each other also you know because mm-hmm. it definitely seems like Kenneth and Brittany weren't engaging with each other very much especially it's like you kind of see it physically in the Dominican Republic but like and then on the boat like I was just like she brought it up Look, I don't know if you're trying to be respectful or what, but I need you to touch me more. Even if it's just like a hand on on here or here, like anything. This this woman is touch deprived, Kenneth. Kenneth is shocked because he thought he was smothering her. And I was just like, don't sit up here and laugh. There's no way that you could feel like you were smothering her. Y'all, I barely see you touch her. Don't do that. I was like, what? And I, actually, at this point, I was still obviously, like, on Kenneth's side. And just very, he was very attentive before. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's, like, really attentive and just, like, noticed something. And he was like, oh, 
all right, I'm just going to, like, keep to myself. But who knows? <laughs> People, <laughs> who knows? So, yeah, she wondered if he was not into her. And he's just like, no, that's that's not the case. In fact, Kevin said he's been told he's overly affectionate. So he was overcorrecting. But then, this is weird, because Brittany calls him a gentle giant and says his hands are so big. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm looking into everything because they're literally not speaking to each other. Right. But there's just so much uncomfortable uncomfortable things about everything that they're saying to each other. Right. Yeah. It is very uncomfortable. I think a part of it is like the lack of chemistry between yeah. them. Yeah. So then it kind of makes everything that Brittany's doing feel cringy. And then it makes the silence feel like very heavy, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I feel like even with other couples that we've seen on this show, um, there seems like there's maybe if there's not like mentally a connection, sometimes there's physically a connection that's sustaining them through. But like, I'm like, they don't seem to be like physically, mentally, emotionally like connected very much after the pods. No, no. Yeah. The, what we saw from them in the pods was bonding over having to grow up fast Mm -hmm. and their past. So it was, literally trauma mm-hmm. they agree on the important values I don't remember a fun date between them mm. I don't either honestly so they might have yeah. not had this at all in their dynamic and then did not realize because right. they align on the most important thing Right. And so they might have assumed that once they got home or like once they saw each other, some of that physical chemistry would be there. Mm-hmm. And it's not at all. And yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like y'all are just friends. And this is not feeling like a husband and wife dynamic or even boyfriend, girlfriend, not even lovers. Like this <laughs> very platonic. It's giving coworker a little, honestly, with some of the ways that Kim just <laughs> we'll talk about it we'll talk about it so Kenneth they're back home he's on the phone catching up with work Brittany is unpacking the new apartment he's like oh you're definitely cooking tonight because we're crystalling the place the phone is so big (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean I can't lie, you know, I mean, it's like we can't just try to act like a lot of people are on their phones a lot of the time. I mean, even myself, I'm constantly on my phone all the time, right? Um, But I think the thing is, like, they are so early and they're really, like, they literally just got out of the pods. They literally just went on vacation with each other. It felt like immediately when he got home. It's like, okay, now he has something that can distract him. Whereas when he was in the DR, he's still just as quiet and not really engaging with her. Yeah. But he's just like staring off. So maybe you think like, maybe he's just very quiet. And it's like, then he gets home and it's like, oh, it seems like he would rather be doing anything, anything. than engaging with her. <laughs> it's off. 
awful. It's so awful. Oh, oh my God. So she tries to br- bring this up like multiple times. One, he's literally on his phone as she's talking to him. She says there is distance between them mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem peaceful. Kenneth said that she's overanalyzing him because he's not always low energy. So he asked for grace. I think I was more so on Brittany's side, but I was seeing where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. But again, I think, I mean, this comes up several times in across couples of this idea of grace, which is like, mm-hmm. yes, we all need to extend grace and compassion to everyone. Um, mm-hmm even in romantic relationships. But I think also some of the ways this thing of grace is just being used as an excuse to not be honest about what's going on. And I think um, that moment with Kenneth, I was just like, sir, you telling me you're waking up and having a bad day, like on what we can assume is maybe like the sixth or seventh day of you being with somebody? Like, you know, (laughs) it's like like it doesn't seem like you're very interested in her at all you know like and I'm like can you just name that just say that like Mm. yeah that's that's a possibility at this point I think I was still I don't know I think I was blinded by Kenneth (laughs) a little bit I was like yeah not always are you jumping out of bed and being like good morning because that was the specific example but I'm also now picturing like the cameramen like mm. it's not like oh, we're, it feels like we're watching a couple at home just talking so it's not crazy that he has like, his phone as mm. she's talking to him but the thought is is that there was a shoot schedule people came to this house set up for a scene and this nigga was like <laughs> I'd rather be on my phone. I'd rather be on my phone. It's so wild. It's it's so wild when you picture it that way. And it's like, yeah, he's so on the wrong. He's so he, on the wrong. He is. And I think it's like, you know, him, this, yeah, this thing of him being like, when they're talking about how he was gone essentially all day, um, which is like, once we get to the end of all nine episodes, we start to see that that's something across several couples. But, I- this season of Podmen are up to no good. No good. I was like, what is this? I don't know. I'm like, I guess being from the South, I was like a little like, wow, y'all are the messiest group of men just as a whole. Because I think, you know, it's like, have there been messy as horrible men on the show? Yes. But they weren't synchronized. They weren't all on the same season together. They weren't having group chats and sharing pictures. Amen. Amen. Right. Going yes. to the bars together right. that are filming. I'm like, not Kenneth ain't even coming home. Like, what is going what on? What is going on? <laughs> what not him being like, I was hanging out with my mentor. Sir, you just got here with this woman who is your fiance. And you're telling me you want to kick it with your homeboy over her so early? Yeah, yeah, it's so wild. It's so wild that all of this, all of this is a mess. But yeah, so Kenneth thought, oh, but if I come home, 
real early in the morning and I wake you up, you should then be down for some, like, intimacy or bonding in some way. But she has to get up at five, so. So, what? Sir, what? Like, it makes sense why she wouldn't be in the mood at one in the morning or two in the morning when she was asleep and has to be up in three hours. Um, And it's like, it's like, can you not understand from her point of view of the time where she's been trying to show affection, you're not as interested, and then all of a sudden at 2 a.m., you are interested in affection and intimacy. You know, it's like, also, she needs grace at this point, but I'm like, it's like with with Kenneth, I'm like, either he literally does not like this girl, or he's like a very old school Southern traditional man who's just kind of like, he gets to do what he wants to do at all times. And when he wants to engage with his wife, he will, and she should be happy when he chooses to. Because that thing, and I'm like, why that might be a possibility is the cooking thing, right? Like when they, mm. when she asks, like, oh, what should we do? And he's like, oh, it's our first night home. So of course you have to cook. You know, and I'm like, that's such a interesting, like, approach to it, you know? Also in the pods that she wanted to submit to a man. So Exactly. Very yeah. interesting. Very, yeah. and she, I assume she cooked. I don't I know. She cooked, right? <laughs> he, he ordered up and she, she said, yes, yes, I'll right. do it. Now, yeah. their last night together, we should get to... So he said that, yeah, he needed to see his mentor, and he had to get his hair did, and that's why they didn't spend that much time, and Brittany is talking about basically the lack of connection she's feeling with Kenneth. Very specifically, she said that she's missing the crave for him that she had in the pause. He said that um you know what thank you for saying that maybe this isn't gonna work out and she's crying he is looking at his phone (laughs) and yeah he didn't want to push himself on her and all of that good stuff so that was just enough and in the end they're broken up. Brittany is sobbing. She has no clue what's happening. And Kenneth, he immediately has mentor, homeboy, whatever, on the phone being like, hey, can you pick me up? Right. I'm coming over there. <sighs> what is one? My thing was like, did he already, I'm like, did he, does he have that type of friendship, right? Where his, where it's like, hey, come and pick me up, like, I'm in a, I need to spend the night at your place, or is it, like, like, it also kind of felt like he had had a conversation of, like, I don't feel like things are going well, and I might need a place to go, and so that yeah. friend was ready to go, you know, yeah. like, ready to pick him up. I think some people are absolutely reading it that way. Yeah, yeah, because it just felt too easy, and it was just, like, he was ready. <laughs> He was so ready. I I will still, okay. A lot of people are very mad at Kenneth and are 
yeah, looking at him as the villain. At that time when I watched it, I tweeted, I was like, this is probably the best breakup in all of Lois history. <laughs> he said, let's hug it out so there ain't no, we know there ain't no beef. Right. I'm like, mm, she might have some beef in her heart, but I'm like, let her let her process it a little bit longer. <laughs> People were so mad at that, but I'm just like, the best thing someone could do is leave when they're not interested. I get that. I think there's definitely um, a feeling of, like, he should have been the one to initiate so she can have that confirmation. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. how you feel? Yeah, I think for me it's, like, the way he would just be like, well, you're not feeling that, but I am. Right. Like he kept saying that. Mm-hmm. And I hear him on that, that like if that's an insecurity that she has, it might not be anything he can do mm-hmm. to make her feel affirmed in that. But I'm like, as an outsider watching, I didn't feel like he was like, other than being like, I I want you. That was really the only kind of affirmation that we're seeing as viewers. Right. I don't know what they were experiencing, um, but it's like he couldn't even recount a time where he actually was like kissing on her or touching on her. He was yeah. just like, Oh, I wanted to, but you weren't in the mood, you know? So I'm yeah. just like, I think it felt like he was just putting it on her. It's like, well, you don't feel this. So that's why we have to end this versus like, I think like the way he was like, we have to see our own, our own parts in these things. Was that him? Did he say that? Or was that one of the other guys? Um, he said that. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's like taking accountability for how the ways he was engaging with her was not affirming her. And yeah. like, there didn't seem like much desire chemistry between them no. at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't really be that mad. <laughs> I'm just like, he was just like, Bye. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, well, you don't feel it for me, and there's, I don't want to be with somebody who don't feel that for me. <laughs> exactly. And and he didn't try to make her, like, the bad guy. I think whoever, because you can't even blame if it's just like, yeah, you're just not feeling it and everything, but it is uh, wild to me that I think some people are having a reaction, a different reaction than me, because I'm just like, he just peaced out. He, <laughs> he wasn't too disrespectful with it or anything. He was just like, yeah. uh, but then I, this also reminds me he's 25. He is 25. <laughs> but I think that's the, the piece that's most alarming is like the way he engages in the relationship is like how old ass people yeah. engage in their relationships who they've been married for like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And like when y'all been in it for decades and you acting like this, that makes sense to me because I assume at one point y'all were doing the lovey-dovey you know it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like y'all ain't done any of that yet like yeah. you haven't been all over her you haven't been smothering her with kisses or affection you were sitting on a boat with her and you were acting like you went fishing with your buddy and y'all are just yeah. sitting in silence for six hours you know like, <laughs> yeah it's just his buddy he said ain't no beef Ain't no beef, little homie. Like, give me a hug. I'm going to go to my homeboy's house. Exactly. I'm still rooting for you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So wild. Um, 
yeah, we'll see maybe them at the reunion reunite and see if there's anything left to say, but I think both of these people are going to be perfectly fine. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Amy and Johnny. Uh, so they take over Brittany and uh, Kenneth's spot mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. cure couple who's probably going to make it down the aisle. What right. do you think? For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. They're they're fighting over baby timelines. Like, it's not even a question whether they'll have the baby. If, if the baby's coming today or <laughs> 20 years from now. <laughs> right. But in that conversation, I was like, why are y'all acting like condoms are not an option or like other condoms? <laughs> it was like, it went from like, well, she's not on birth control. Mm-hmm. You need to consider a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I was just like, there's so many types of contraception. What are we talking about? <laughs> As the respect, the respect of that is podcast. Like, hold on. I was like, wait, what? Like, it was just like a vasectomy or like just waiting for three years or what? I was like, y'all. Yo, yo, okay, so Johnny, he did do an interview recently with Us Weekly, and he admitted that he was not very knowledgeable about birth control, and that absolutely affected their conversations. Well, Johnny, he tells Laura that they're going to be waiting for sex because she's not on birth control, which I thought this was a lot. He he's breaking down his fiance's like birth control situation to Laura. Yes. Mhm. 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 I I maybe it's not weird because they all dated each other and they probably all talked about their perspectives on kids, but I was just like, this is a lot of details, my dude. So. And flat out, he's just not ready for kids. Johnny said that he thought every woman was on birth control. That's a common misconception, Johnny. <laughs> it is. It's like, honestly, it's so privileged. Like, if there's anything that... It, I thought all women were on birth control. Therefore, if I didn't want to use a condom... I can, even though that does not protect you from so many other things. And and it just magically happens. I don't think about it. I don't think about how it works. I don't think about what the effect is on the body. Just, wow. This is what happens when you teach abstinence-only education in schools. There you go. There you go. You have a grown-ass man being like, I thought all women were on birth control, and it's between a vasectomy or abstinence because she doesn't want to be on hormonal birth control. I'm just like, okay, okay. There's a lot of education that can happen here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Amy also says that her parents have been very involved in her relationship in the past. Her dad doesn't approve of her being on the show, getting married so fast. She doesn't know if she'll be able to get married without his approval. 
Right. Which I guess for me, I'm like, so why did you go on the show if your dad's opinion mattered that much to you and you did it anyway? then why would him not approving of you getting married be the thing stop you? From, so what was the point of coming here? Just a lot of wishful thinking, I guess. Yeah. But I'm just also, I don't, I don't buy this. I think they're the easy couple and nothing is going to get in the way yeah. of this marriage. Trying to manufacture a little bit of drama. Like. Maybe, because it's like, how how do we resolve this drama about the birth control? <laughs> it's so much, we right. can't drag that story out for like the rest right. of the season. That's true. That's true. And yeah, maybe that yeah is that's a part of the drama for them. Although I would love it if the season ends with right after he says yes at the altar and Amy says yes at the altar, they go to the clinic to get some reproductive health counseling. (laughs) Your your family planning options. Because like also hormonal birth control isn't the only type of birth control. Like there's non-hormonal. Also a part of me started to wonder if a reason why she isn't on birth control is she she might have a conservative upbringing also if her dad's very traditional like mm-hmm. it's a possibility she could be catholic and doesn't believe in taking birth control um but it could just strictly be she's like i don't want to put this in my body and that's okay too yeah yeah there's so many reasons why you yeah. might not be on birth control but then what she says later i was like mm, interesting Interesting girly pop. So <laughs> she also, they're showing each other's apartments. Amy has dolls, mm. which made me think of what's his name from uh, last season? It's Micah on last season? Yeah, right? Yeah. The, no, well, either way. Uh, the guy who was uh, engaged to Micah, he said he usually dated girls with crystals. Oh, Paul. Yeah, he was like very witchy girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny had the opposite reaction. He was like, I do not like the crystals. That was my thing. He's like, I've heard about the crystal girlies. I'm like, yeah. what have you heard? What, what have you heard, heard Johnny? Awesome, that they're <laughs> awesome and they're bisexual. Period. <laughs> <laughs> So they plan to buy a home immediately, which good for them. Johnny said he wants to live frugally, so he can retire early. Amy said, well, you never know what could happen, which means you might die tomorrow. (laughs) Retirement? What American pipe dream are you on? Right. Right. Exactly. She's like, we got to spend this now while we're here. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Um, so differing on that. But then uh, Amy brings up about not being on birth control. Once again, Johnny wants to wait for children. Amy is hesitant doing the birth control and brings up the vasectomy. He's like, yeah, I don't believe that birth control is solely on the woman. And I was like, I didn't get any follow-up to the vasectomy, sir. Are we considering it or not? Right. How much are you about that? Exactly. Exactly. He's probably hoping that Amy will come around. 
totally is and I hate that I hate that so much I was actually saying her doctor recommended birth control because she's anemic and she gets infusions because I'm like birth control can help like uh, if you have a lot of heavy bleeding it can help with that depending on the type and so it was so funny she's like yeah my doctor is like recommended it and talked to me about it because I'm anemic and she's like but I don't want to put it in my body so I'm I'm like sir if her doctor couldn't get her to do this I don't think you, Mr. Johnny, I don't know much about birth control, are going to be able to change her mind either. Wow. Wow. I totally misread that. But I also noticed when they were going back and forth in this conversation that she shows a little bit. And she was like, well, it's not like we can't take care of children if we had Mm -hmm. one and I was like, Amy, mm-hmm. let's be honest. What do you actually do? You want children tomorrow? What are you talking about? We can afford it. Mm-hmm. I picked up on that too. So I was like, so she wouldn't be mad if she got pregnant tomorrow, which is why Johnny's like, we need to wait. <laughs> He's not trying to have a baby tomorrow. Right, right. I don't think has this come up so much um in previous seasons of like because t- it can be because Vanessa Lachey is like give me a baby give me a baby yeah no one gave her a baby in Charlotte they're like talk about making a baby left and right or an instant family or growing a family is like what's happening it's the cultural thing the cultural dynamics you know, I, I love it, honestly, because it's like, depending on where they are, you get to see how, like, the culture of that region completely influences, like, a lot of the contestants in the show, right? So it's like, it's not, it's so funny to me how we were talking about a lot of these men are trash, but they're also some of the most conservative men, or seemingly, that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Not, not to leave out Patriot Boy from last season, um, but... <laughs> But it's like, it's so funny because it's like they're conservative, but then a lot of them are doing very sneaky things or talking about cheating. (laughs) Yeah. It's giving fraternity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they are are in a fraternity. They're roaming around out at bars (laughs) late at night. I don't (laughs) like it. I don't like it. Oh, but Amy and Johnny, they're, like, actually planning a wedding, so they have a dance class. Johnny is fighting for his life on this dance floor, Uh, but in the end, we get a slow-mo sequence. They are, I have noticed that the angles and shots that we are getting of people, it's Mm -hmm. very cinematic. It's a very cinematic season for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that moment, even on Kenneth and Brittany's excursion, the like mm-hmm. overhead drone footage of like the water and like the the swimming with the dolphins, I was like, okay, background footage. You <laughs> roll. Uh, and then in the end, they the couple host for the first time in their home, uh, Johnny's siblings. The little the sisters looked young. Mm-hmm. They were hyping, hyping this up, but I was so painfully aware that they were so hyped that they were on Love is Blind. Exactly. <laughs> They're excited. Like, this is so exciting. 
there was no uh, parent, I think, in the room. Maybe the dad. I like, no, no, I think it was the siblings. I think that was his brother. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, yes. Anything else we want to say about Amy and Johnny? I mean, yeah, that family scene, they love her. Oh, yeah. Not the, I don't know if I can say this, but you have to say yes. <laughs> yeah, they love her. They do. They're um, a cute couple. They are. They are. <laughs> All right, Chelsea and Jimmy, they were both involved with love triangles. They chose each other. Um, and lovers were spurned. <laughs> uh, in the Dominican Republic, it seemed like they ended on a pretty good note. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to choke and laugh. Um, but actually, where we really start is that Jimmy, it's awkward because they just fought. Jimmy mm-hmm. asked Chelsea if she's mad at him. And she tells him that she needs to hear, your feelings are valid, I hear you. She had the script right there for him. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh my! So Chelsea. many thoughts, Chelsea. There's so many thoughts. There's so many moments. There are <laughs> so many moments. Chelsea tells the girls later in the DR that they have tussled but not have sex. They go back to the states, and she meet. She introduces her excited roommate to Jimmy, and Jimmy was like, "Absolutely not! I'm not living." Right. He's like, no, immediately no. Too much energy. So much energy. And yeah, he has his own studio. He's like, there's not going to be room in my place. And Chelsea's like, are you kidding me? You have like this plant and light. <laughs> I'm moving in. Oh my girl. He lives in a studio. Yeah. She was so hyped about that. Like, when she was like, shut up. You have a washer and dryer in your club. I was like, Chelsea. Now, now here's my thing. That would have been something to talk about if we were in New York. Right. You're in Charlotte. (laughs) Right. You're in Charlotte where houses are like a dollar. (laughs) Well, I'm like, it also shows you, I think, like, how gentrification works everywhere, but because Jimmy also is from a small town too, right? So it's like how much he can afford in the city. I mean, it's very like city boy life, living in a studio apartment, his little bachelor pad. She's like, I'll live in it. I'm like, I think maybe y'all can find a two bedroom or one bedroom or something. Like <laughs> a little bit more space. Calm down, Chelsea. Like, you know what? Chelsea wanting to move into his place is just so symbolic of their whole dynamic. So mm-hmm. later on, uh, Chelsea meets with her friends, they come over while Jimmy is working upstairs. She retells everything that happened in the pause. Um, she says that he hasn't kissed her all day and isn't touchy. She reveals that he saw a picture of Jess yesterday and she's, quote, stunning. I I don't know why they're so inclined because Laura does the same thing too. She gives all the dirty laundry up, and I guess she's like, "Oh, I figure 
they're going to see it. But it's like, this is the literally the first time they're meeting someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I guess for me, I'm like, uh, it's clear that she's so insecure in their relationship but she isn't owning how insecure she's feeling in this relationship like it's she's not naming like i feel really insecure about this dynamic that we have going on it's like every time she finds something that he's done to be the way that she conveys how insecure she is but i'm like because when they yeah i'm just like and you telling your friends from this very insecure place your perception of your relationship is not a very strong telling. And then tells them about Trevor. I'm like, dang, not they get the scoop on Trevor right here while your new man's is right in upstairs. <laughs> that does kind of show, right, that like Chelsea is not really filling Jimmy. Like she, she thinks she is, but it's really like the the part of her that is seeking validation. Like that's what she's chasing. Because if you were in love with this husband, stressed out about Jolene about to take your man, why are you then talking about another man? Why? Why is that? Why is that? And it's yeah, I think a lot I like wrote in my notes I was just like Chelsea projections. Cause I don't think she's that attractive to Jimmy. Cause I, and I just think she also isn't feeling their dynamic because she feels like he isn't feeling it. But I'm like, no, I think both of y'all are not feeling it. Yeah. Somebody needs to name that they're not feeling it. <laughs> Someone needs to name it. But if the problem is, is that if Jimmy does name it, like Chelsea, she's already built up this big insecurity cloud. She's just going to be like, well, I told you so. Like, it's, it's one of those things. And it's, it's so frustrating. So, yeah, Chelsea, Jimmy does join them. Oh, and Chelsea tried to drag him for filth because she quizzes her friends. And she's like, guys, who do I get compared to? Mm. Carrie Underwood, then Megan Fox. And then she's like, he thought I lied. I'm going to say it right now, and I know this is becoming a whole, like, blue dress, yellow dress situation. I see it. I see it in these new episodes in very, like, in specific angles. It's, like, it's not just the eyes or the hair. It's the lips. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't see it, Karina. You just don't see it or it's like I do see it in the eyes and the hair line I do see it you know but um I'm like that when she said that that is not what Jimmy was picturing yeah and I think yeah and I and she just has to admit that her saying that to him completely colored his judgment of which is like the dangerous part right of trying trying to give someone clues of what you look like in a sly way because then he he only saw Megan Fox mm-hmm. and you do not look exactly like Megan Fox yeah. and so he's like you lied to me yeah it's all subjective but he feels lied to <laughs> also it's getting it's getting to me it's like 
I wonder how much of like the need to tell Chelsea that she doesn't look like Megan Fox because it's mm-hmm. getting to, like the fandom wise are like so angry. I wonder how much it is is like people being like, how dare a bigger girl mm-hmm. even come like think she can be compare herself? And it's like, well, if you weren't fatphobic <laughs> and right. ever like imagine Megan Fox not being like the low Hollywood weight that she is. It's like, I I think it's not that crazy. It's, it's, it's stupid to me at least of like, yeah, he made one assumption on it, but also for me seeing it, being able to see it, I'm like, well, it's my dumb fault if I'm always going to equate Megan Fox as skinny. Like that shouldn't be the deal. (laughs) Yeah. I think also, I think a part of it is like, even when I imagine Megan Fox fat, I don't, or bigger, because honestly, Chelsea isn't fat. She's just yeah tall and like not very thin, yeah. right? She's tall and not very thin. Um, yeah, I'm just like, to me, their face structures look different. So I'm like, I see it when you isolate here and here, but I just think their faces look different. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's not again, yeah, and I, but then again, I'm just like, that's the danger of trying to be like, I look yeah. like this celebrity. Because even then, like, when, like, some people are like, oh, Jessica looks like Megan Fox. And it's like, not really. Like, kind of. Exactly. exactly. When I start, when people started doing that, I was like, I know you're lying. Like, right. that makes me think it's a little bit of fat phobia. Because it's like, because she's skinny and has freaking brown like black hair like what are we yeah. doing here now right, right. a little delulu <laughs> right exactly yeah oh my goodness later on chelsea talks to jimmy and she's like i want more physical touch verbal affirmations she points out that she hasn't been kissed that day jimmy is like oh my goodness he walks around the island he kisses her very performatively uh, and he points out two times he did it. They were very specific, so I'm like, I don't think he's lying, but Chelsea's going right past it. Mm-hmm. Which is the issue with saying things like never or always, because <laughs> like, you're saying these absolutes, and he's like, I have very, I have two examples that I remember where I yeah. kissed you with my busted lip for me eating taquitos in no. <laughs> the DR. I remember it very vividly. <laughs> He was murdered. He was murdered. He's like, look at what I'm pushing myself through because of my love for you, Chelsea. Think of my lip. Right. And I'm dead at them putting the clips of him in the DR, like eating these taquitos. They're like, you remember this. You're going to need this for later on. She's like, you've never kissed me all day. And he's like, I've kissed you twice. I say I love you all the time. And she's like, you never say I love you. And I'm like, Chelsea, I've heard him say I love you. Like, girl, don't do this. Actually, in the pods, he said I love you first. Yeah. And you were shook. You were absolutely shook. Yeah. (laughs) They keep going back and forth. It's getting heated. Chelsea Chelsea is in her head wondering if he regretted his vision she says that she's not feeling the love when he says it which i it's starting to she's piling on all these Mm -hmm. accusations and at this point he's like 
well, now I can't even compete of like, well, I don't feel in love when you say it. It's like, they're not in control of that anymore. So I get why Jimmy's just like, well, if I can't, if I'm going to lose, let me just burn the whole house down because Jimmy went to hell. <laughs> he did. Yikes. He went to hell. He's like, you're going to go low. I'm going to go lower. You're I'm clingy. <laughs> you're clingy. She, she was shook. Like, she was. all of her worst nightmares just were flashing before her eyes she, she almost saw red I think and was just like he didn't and she was like I watched your show today I cooked and then we went upstairs and had sex this man said it was because she wanted to and we can take a breather on that too you know what when white people decide to breathe, take a breather. I haven't heard anyone say take a breather in a minute. They just be pulling out these phrases. Right. I was like, oh, Jimmy not playing with you today. He really tired of these little validation arguments. Because it's like you see her picking these arguments because she literally wants him to validate her. And he's like, nah, we beefing now. Yes. <laughs> clingy i we didn't even have to have sex this evening and i'm just like oh chelsea oh chelsea girl just just say i'm feeling insecure in our relationship and it's really hard for me to feel connected to you like just say that because now y'all going back and forth and it's getting worse yeah she um i think she also brought up jess in that argument and was just like you basically accusing him of switching up since he saw her I, I don't even think he said anything about Jess in response. So I don't know if something was cut. Right. Uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, this was this was wild and ugly. Right. And I, he left. Yeah, he did leave. He did leave. She was Chelsea was pulling a well, maybe I'll leave, and instead Jimmy <laughs> left his own. Please, he's so sick of you. <laughs> And then her being like, the next morning being like, that was so messed up that you left. And I love that he said, well, you were talking about leaving. Thank you. Yeah. She's like, and then you didn't because you're clingy. So I had to go. <laughs> oh, just baby, this is not looking up for you. Please stop. <laughs> no, it's not. But she don't know how to quit. She don't know how to quit. She said, yeah, um. She said it was because she was constantly in his face. He was accusing her of being clingy and all that. She was like, fine, I'll leave. But Chelsea, you didn't. Chelsea tells Jimmy he needs to work on his delivery. She's like, I want you to bring up stuff to me. Just, like, don't murder me. <laughs> right. With your words. Right. I mean, I yeah. it was hurt. it felt hurtful to her I'm assuming or not I'm assuming I know but I think also it's like she can glean something from that right it's like he does feel like you're asking for a lot of verbal af like affirmation all the time so it's like you got to name where that insecurity is coming from at some point like you have to name it and it's like it's clear that you're afraid of what Jessica looks like yeah 
which is why you should have chosen Trevor, because then you wouldn't even have these things to worry about. But you chose the man that another woman wanted, and now you're afraid that she might get him. But you shouldn't have chose the man whose attention was split in two places. Oh, boy. Chelsea. Uh, She ends up meeting Jimmy's girlfriend of two years. So apparently they helped pick the ring. And Chelsea said that she has guy friends, but she was still a little hesitant about Jimmy having girlfriends because she's been cheated on in the past. That's not weird to say at all. (laughs) Oh, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She says she won't change anything about their friendship, though. Um, So, and the girls liked her. They were like, we're all in love as one. <laughs> I just knew Jimmy two years ago. Look where right. I <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> right. And, you know, they might be surprised that he's actually coming home with someone, right? Because it's one thing for someone to be like, I'm going to love as blind. But then actually one of your people coming home and they're like, I am engaged. And we're meeting up for lunch with a whole camera crew. <laughs> totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where we left that. Is there anything else you want to say about Chelsea and Jimmy? I'm just really excited for the next drop where we see him see Jessica in person for the first time. Because we know he's seen her pictures. Oh but we haven't, he gets to see her in person. Yeah. Do we want to talk about why he knows? What she looks like because those two are messy, but these two Laura, are messy. Messy. Messy boots. <laughs> hey, baddies. As much as I wanted to be able to fit in Chelsea and Jimmy's drama along with Jeremy and Laura's drama, it just could not be done. So I had to split our recap into two parts. You can find part two in the same feed if you're listening on the podcast or in the same playlist if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you so much. If you liked this episode, on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our other content. We're also recapping Couple to Thruple and The Traders this season. I've had so many reality TV guests, so please join in on all of that. If you are listening to us on podcast apps and Spotify, thank you so much. Please rate the podcast five stars and give us a review. Would love that. And see you guys next time.